All right, good morning. Welcome to our November 3rd Plans and Programs meeting of the TA. Happy Election Day. Hope everyone got out and voted. Uh, so I'm Katie Tang, Chair of the Committee. And to my left, we have uh, Commissioner London Breed. To my right, Commissioner, um, Commissioner Norman Yee. Uh, Steve Stamos is our clerk today, and we'd like to thank uh, Jim Smith and Jennifer Lowe from SFGov TV. So with that, if we can go to roll call, please. Item one, roll call. Commissioner Breed? Here. Breed present. Commissioner Christensen? Christensen absent. Commissioner Farrell? Farrell absent. Commissioner Tang? Present. Tang present. Commissioner Yee? Present. Yee present. We have quorum. Thank you. Item two, please. Item two, Citizens Advisory Committee report. This is an information item. Thank you. We have Chris Fodling, our CAC chair. Good morning, commissioners. Um, short today, which is kind of nice for, for all of us. Um, item number four uh, was the only uh, allocation request that we took up. Um, and it was mostly centered around Gough Street signals um, and just some CAC members were concerned about specifics, uh, which weren't really addressed um, because it's not part of the, the allocation request. Um, but some of the things we were thinking of were, um, you know, exclusive pedestrian signaling, uh, additional bicycle activation capabilities uh, for cross streets in the bike, bike network. Um, and then we were told that really the primary focus of the Prop K request was for the um, enlarging the signal mast arms and the signal lights. So, but the MTA would look into whether or not um, these other items that we were concerned about would, would follow uh, or be able, be able to follow. Um, and then regarding the Ensuring Transit Service Equity Project, uh, the CSC asked for some specifics and uh, on primarily how MTA planned to engage riders from diverse economic and cultural backgrounds. And um, the MTA's project manager, Sandra Padilla, uh, expanded on these details quite, quite well. Uh, and we were uh, quite happy with the, the resulting discussion we had with that. Um, a couple of things in our new business that I just wanted to bring to your attention. Um, uh, one was the Mission Bay Loop project that's currently held up in court. That's something that I brought up. Um, we just want to get an update on that. And then the, uh, the RAB, which is the Rail Yard Alternative uh, I-280 Feasibility Study. Um, I just wanted to mention that uh, that was brought up in the public comment and that uh, planning is going to be coming to the TA's CAC uh, in January or, or February to discuss that with us. So give us an update. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for the report. Yeah. I know it is short uh, in light of the holidays, we had to have another plans programs meeting today. So yep. thank you very much. Um, any questions or comments? No? Okay. And uh, so this is an information item. I'll open it up to public comment. Item two. Okay. Seeing none, public comments closed. And I also wanted to note that we have Commissioner Farrell here with us. And I forgot we should actually uh, take a motion perhaps to excuse Commissioner Christensen today. All right, moved by Commissioner Breed, seconded by Commissioner Farrell. All right, and I think, do we have to do roll call? No, no. okay, without objection. Commissioner Christensen is excused. Item three, please. Item three, approve the minutes of the October 20th, 2015 meeting. This is an action item. All right, okay, seeing no questions, comments, uh, open it up to public comment, item three. Okay, seeing none, public comments closed. Uh, item three, if we could uh, take a roll call vote on that. On item three, Commissioner Breed. Breed, aye. Commissioner Christensen, oh, sorry. Uh, Commissioner Farrell? Aye. Farrell, aye. Commissioner Tang? Aye. Tang, aye. Commissioner Yee? Aye. Yee, aye. The minutes are approved. All right. 
Item three is adopted. Item four, please. Item four, recommend allocating 273868 in Prop K funds and 300000 in Prop AA funds with conditions subject to the attached fiscal year cash flow distribution schedules. This is an action item. Thank you. We have Chad Rathman from the TA Senior Transportation Planner. Good morning, Chair Tang Committee members. Chad Rathman from the Transportation Authority. Um, we have three requests um, included in this item. Uh, the 274000 in Prop K and 300000 in Prop AA would leverage about uh, 330000 in other funds. Let's jump right into the first project, which is the Golf Corridor Signal Upgrade Project. It's an MTA project. The design, uh, these would be design funds for a signals project along Golf Street to replace the current infrastructure, which has passed its useful life. Fifteen of the nine proposed locations along the corridor are included on the Vision Zero High Injury um, Network, with five of those being included on the um, pedestrian Vision Zero Network. A complete listing of the actual locations is included in the request in the, in the agenda um, packet. The project uh, is coordinated with Public Works' Golf Street Paving Project, which will be completed in early 2016. And that repaving project includes the installation of the actual conduit, conduit for the signals that would be designed with these funds. The project also complements the Van Ness BRT project by upgrading the existing infrastructure and installing pedestrian safety measures um, in the corridor. Um, the signal design, so the, what, this, what these funds are paying for, is anticipated to be completed in, in October 2016, um, and then the construction of the signals would be completed um, in early 2018. The next project is the Balboa Area Transportation Demand Management Study. Um, this is an NTIP planning project, um, and it's requested by the Planning Department. Um, so building on several recent public participation um, and analyses, um, this project will incorporate coordination um, with Supervisor Yee's office, the surrounding community, and others including the Balboa Reservoir and Balboa Park Station um, Community Advisory Committees um, to analyze the neighborhood's existing and future tra transportation demand and then recommend measures. Um, with all the planned and potential development and changes in this area, the analysis and recommendations from the project will serve as a tool for both short-term and long-range transportation planning in the area, and it will ultimately identify measures to minimize transportation demand impacts of current and future development. Um, the project and its outcomes could also result in a model for other um, institution-based transportation demand management efforts as well. The project leverages um, 37,000 in um, priority development area planning funds from the Metropolitan Planning, I'm sorry, Metropolitan Transportation Commission. And the project will kick off before the end of the calendar year and be completed mid-summer. Uh, I think Supervisor Yee, I mean, Commissioner Yee has a question or a comment? No, no, just, I'll just wait for his. Oh, okay. All right, sorry. <laughs> Okay, and then the last project, it's the Ensuring Transit Service Equity Through Community Engagement Project from the SFMTA. Um, and they are requesting funds as a match to Caltrans planning grant funds that would allow the MTA to do a few things. First, form partnerships with some key community-based organizations, develop targeted community engagement methods in collaboration with those community-based organizations, and then um, gain insights on the public engagement process um, to help the MTA and Muni serve as a more equitable uh, system. In general, the SFMTA has found it more difficult for Muni to engage with riders from low-income and minority communities. SFMTA's current database tools examine uh, service performance in great detail but aren't necessarily appropriate for assessing the needs um, and concerns of these communities and don't necessarily translate to the actual experience of being a Muni rider. You can see the, some of the objectives shown on the screen, um, so identifying transportation-related challenges impacting selected neighborhoods, and developing strategies to help address uh, transportation-related social service and environmental justice issues. Um, this project would kick off before the end of the year and um, would be completed in mid-2017. 
So with that, we have um, representatives from the project sponsors for these projects, and I'm happy to take questions. Thank you. Commissioner Yi? Yeah, I just wanted to um, point out, th I'm going to thank the TA for supporting the um, study that we're going to have uh, around the Balboa Park uh, station. Um, it's, it's due time. We, um, as you know, there's been some discussion from the city or the mayor's office to look at the uh, Balboa Reservoir as a potential site for uh, housing development. And during those community meetings, um, the, the, the biggest concern that people had was about not only future uh, traffic issues that uh, that the um, development might cause, it's already gridlock as it as it is. So we we thought we just take the opportunity to not wait for the the final uh, conceptualization of the Balboa um, Reservoir um, plan in regards to housing to get started in terms of studying the traffic uh, issues because I think there's probably things that we could find some solutions for current issues. So I'm going to, um, I'm hoping that everybody will be supportive of this. Thank you. Any other questions or comments from colleagues? Okay, seeing none, I think that um, all of these proposed projects are great, um, especially with the golf corridor signal upgrade um, with the coupling of the Van Ness uh, BRT coming online. I think that these improvements to golf treat will be really important. Uh, so with that then, I guess we can open up uh, this item to public comment. If any members of the public wish to comment on item four. Okay, seeing none, public comment is closed. Colleague can have a motion and a second on that. All right, motion by Commissioner Farrell, seconded by um, Commissioner Yee. And without objection, item five is adopted, oh, item four is adopted, and we will move on to item five. Item five, overview of the San Francisco Long Range Transportation Planning Program. This is an information item. Thank you. I think we have multiple staff here available. <laughs> yes. Hi, Chair Tang. Uh, commissioners, Michael Schwartz, Senior Transportation Planner with the Transportation Authority. I'm joined by my colleagues Graham Satterwhite from the SFMTA as well as Josh Switzky from the Planning Department uh, representing this project, which is really a collaborative effort starting from the beginning. And we just wanted to call this to your attention because this is really just getting underway and you're going to be hearing from us, I think, quite a bit over the next couple of years. Um, there's been a lot of um, planning and funding efforts throughout the city um, dating back a number of years. We recently talked about the Four Corridors Plan in light of the um, idea of the, the Subway Master Plan initiative um, by our, our board chair, Wiener. Um, but in addition, all the transit agencies have their own strategic plans and capital plans. Um, we have our own general plan with the transportation element. And these um, are all efforts to really think about the longer term in San Francisco. Uh, and here at the Transportation Authority, we have our countywide transportation plan, which tries to pull all of these different plans together. Um, our first countywide plan in 2003 really outlined our sales tax, our Prop K sales tax expenditures. Um, it also identified the transit priority network, which later, later became the rapid network as part of the transit effectiveness project now Muni Forward. Um, and um, in 2013, we adopted our most recent countywide plan, and there were a number of key recommendations that we're working on hard today all across uh, the city and around the region, including significant investment in Muni as well as regional transit, and this has um, really identified that we're in need of some transit expansion uh, planning. In addition, maintenance of local streets and roads, more investment in our um, non-motorized transit networks, um, an equity framework by which to evaluate a number of different projects, um, TDM as well as pricing, uh, particularly the idea of freeways and managing our freeways was a, a new idea born in that plan, um, and then new revenue sources, uh, which is 
um, something that has come to pass in the last couple of years. Since the plan was adopted, there have been a number of new initiatives that we know are going to be driving some of our planning work. Um, I think the obvious one in the room is that there's been a tremendous amount of growth, both residential and employment, as well as visitors. Um, and what that really has resulted in, of course, is a lot of transportation crowding, congestion, really straining our network. Um, and this is really across all modes, from regional transit to local transit. Uh, we've got more people walking and biking, which is great, but obviously with the Vision Zero initiative, need to make sure that they're safe and comfortable out there. Uh, in addition, there's all these new transportation options that were certainly getting started when the last countywide plan was underway, but I think the scale and the number of them has really increased. Uh, things like bike sharing, and we now have scooter sharing in addition to car sharing. Um, we have these um, new jitney services, as well as we know that we're not seeing them on the streets yet, but very soon autonomous vehicles we know are coming. So these are all things to keep in mind that we know that the landscape is really shifting a little bit, and we need to keep a close eye on it and what the local policies are uh, and how we want to shape those. Um, in addition, we've seen great project implementation. Uh, the Presidio Parkway is, is pretty much um, getting near the very end of its uh, construction. Central Subway, um, Fleet is turning over, PED bike projects. This is really great to see this sort of unprecedented level of construction and implementation around the city. But what that means is we may be getting near the end of the ideas that we have ready to implement, and it's time to start thinking about what is the next set of projects beyond that, and even thinking for the ones that take a number of years, how do we start thinking about where we want to go in the city? Another sort of recent trend, of course, is the change in revenue sources here locally. We've uh, passed Props A and B last fall, um, the Transportation Sustainability Fee, which will um, be in front of the full Board of Supervisors this afternoon. Um, we have uh, statewide cap-and-trade funds, um, and this is um, great. There's also some changes at the federal level or maybe lack of changes in that there's this gridlock kind of unable to get a breakthrough for more of our traditional sources uh, with respect to federal <laughs> funding. Um, also going on right now are a number of studies really thinking about the future, uh, particularly when it comes to transit capacity. So BART, um, MTC, um, SFMTA, and Caltrain are all leading different ideas for how they may want to expand their capacity to meet this growing demand and strain on the network. Um, and so that really provides a great opportunity for us to say, how does all of this fit together? And that's where our study comes in. Um, it's the Long Range Transportation Planning Program, and it really is a number of different aspects all knitted together. Um, the very first piece being a vision um, that will help us um, look into the longer term, where do we want to be going, look at um, potential changes in land use in addition to transportation. Um, and then a couple of modal studies that really need some significant looking, particular, um, particularly transit in terms of capacity expansion, um, as well as our freeway and on-street arterials, really trying to think about how do we best manage um, traffic coming in and through the city, um, particularly as all these other projects um, are putting um, some limitations on how much capacity we can provide. Um, and then we will again be updating our, our San Francisco transportation plan, looking at a 2050 time horizon. Um, in line with the regional um, transportation plan. Um, and finally, an update to the transportation element of the general plan, which has not actually been updated in over 20 years. So I'm just going to go into each of these really quickly, um, what they entail. Um, as I said, the very first piece will be what we're calling a vision. Um, and we're actually going to look way out into the future, 50 years, um, pull off some of the funding constraints um, to really say, you know, if we really had our way, what would we do? What would San Francisco look like 50 years from now? How would we want people to get around? Um, we're also going to be using this time to set the goals, objectives, and the evaluation framework by which all of the rest of the program will be evaluating all the different um, projects and ideas that come through. Um, 
and we'll also be doing an existing conditions and a needs assessment to inform those moves. The other um, difference here with the vision versus the other pieces is that uh, we will be looking at land use in addition to transportation. So we will run some sensitivity tests to say if we grew more or less um, than what we're projected to grow. Um, if we thought about what if growth happened in different areas of the city than has been traditionally been growing, what does that mean um, for transportation? How would we need transportation to respond? Or even turning it on its head and saying if transportation is put in here, what type of land uses are most supportive and what would that look like if we were to channel land use towards these transportation investments. Coming out of the vision that will really set that um, framework and uh, idea of where we want to go, uh, we will be doing a couple of these modal studies and that will bring it back to that 2050 time horizon so we can be consistent with the region um, which is federally mandated and um, can start to think about um, funding constraints to be able to have it be a uh, realistic set of investments um, that we know we want to prioritize. And this will be looking um, for the uh, transit study, both Muni as well as regional, identifying regional transit opportunities. Uh, and then also, as I said, the freeways and arterials. There's been a lot of discussion of what should we do with our freeways, um, how can we best manage them, uh, and manage the traffic coming to and through our city. Um, coming out of the modal studies and also in parallel to um, particularly the transit study, uh, we will be updating the SFTP. And this is really looking, again, at the 2050 time horizon using the standard ABAG um, land use projections that were given from the region. Um, and what we're going to be doing is not only one of the first tasks is really to make sure to integrate regional transit, so not just where we want to go with Muni and what that um, planning and prioritization process would be, but what else do we want in terms of BART, Caltrain, WIDA, Golden Gate Transit, all those different operators that are, are operating in our city, and to kind of knit them all together into one transit map. Um, and then in addition, SFTP goes beyond transit and really is thinking about multimodal integration. So how, what are the trade-offs on a different corridor? If you're talking about a bike strategy versus a transit improvement um, and really trying to say, okay, what are the hard decisions we need to make in terms of where our investments go? And sort of the key, um, some of the key deliverables really are those investment scenarios. So what is our preferred investment scenario? Which projects will be funded? Um, within the funding constraints that we have, as well as a vision scenario to say, well, if we're able to pull down some new funding sources that we aren't aware of today, what are the next projects in line? Um, and at the same time, we do uh, policy and advocacy recommendations, really looking at some of those new trends I discussed um, earlier in the presentation, as well as our funding advocacy, both at the region, state, and federal levels. And then once that work is done, the very final piece will be the update to the transportation element of the general plan. And this is where we'll really um, codify the city's transportation goals. Um, back in 1995, after the four corridors plan, the update to the transportation element really codified the four corridors as being a part of that transportation element. Um, and then basically there's a number of different topics that need to be updated. And it has been a number of years. And this, we're using this opportunity since we've taken this really long look and all this planning effort to say, okay, how do we update all the policies that don't get updated on as regular a basis? and make sure that they're codified in our city document, uh, the general plan. Quick question, is there a, um, a time frame or deadline for when we have to do these updates to the general plan? Hi. Is Josh here? I, I'm going to let Josh Switzky answer that from the planning department. Good morning, Commissioners. Joshua Switzky with the planning department. Um, my understanding is that there is not a state-mandated schedule, unlike the housing element, uh, which has a required uh, uh, update schedule. The other elements in the general plan don't really have a state mandated requirement. It's just that they have to be quote unquote update, <laughs> updated current. for current 
um, but there is not a, any specific time time horizon that they have to be updated. Okay, great, thank you. I mean, I'm glad we're, we're doing this. Uh, Commissioner Yi? I mean, in regards to whether or not the state mandates uh, update, is it possible for us to get an update every six months or so? On, on the transportation element? Mm-hmm. Um, well, so I think that the, the 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 goal of this project is to do the sort of planning efforts upfront that could could inform that, and so the update to our transportation element would likely happen um, probably in the 2018 timeframe. I think is probably when it's anticipated. Um, is is if there's um, because there isn't a, a driving concern about doing it ahead of that planning work. I don't think that it would be updated necessarily on an earlier time frame. That's not what's anticipated in the work program. Does that answer your question? Well, it seems like by the time we go to a few years from now, things would have may have changed or whatever, and it would be nice to know if there's any changes that, that we are anticipating uh, and not wait a few years. Go ahead. Go ahead. Commissioners, the, the, um, it's a significant effort to update an element of the general plan. The most recent one that we updated was the recreation and open space element. Uh, and we've done the housing element uh, about every four to four to eight years as required by the state. Um, it, it involves a very significant public outreach process, which this um, uh, project, this long-range project that Michael is describing, will will in, entail. And it you know it involves looking at all of the policies and all of the priorities of the city. So it's it's quite a it's quite an intensive effort. So um, that's why it's that's why it's been 20 plus years since uh, since the city has done it. And the idea is that there's a long-range plan that has some um, some some weight and can take the city for for one to two decades into the future without updating it on on a, on a very frequent basis. Does that does that answer your question? Well, uh, in regards to the uh, the community or the outreach piece on this, what are the plans around that? And what what are they supposed to be doing? Thanks. It's, it's a great question. I mean, we um, I have a sort of near-term time timeline on the next slide, but um, we do anticipate stakeholder outreach um, throughout the process, really kicking off in a high gear in the spring of next year and um, continuing throughout the process to make sure that we are uh, being representative of citywide input um, as well as particularly targeting hard-to-reach stakeholders, uh, people who are less represented in long-range transportation plans, so often low-income communities, communities of color. Um, so that will be happening throughout the process. I think one thing that I think Josh was implying is that this is really a long-range plan that is supposed to uh, you know, last a couple decades, and really the countywide plan is the plan that's updated every four years in line with the RTP so that we can stay current with those trends. And I think that the two documents sort of speak to each other but have slightly different purposes. And they just we're combining them here, and I think in a sort of unprecedented way we'll be doing this sort of scooping it all together, saying, okay, how do we make sure that all the agencies um, have all the input into the, into the plan and as a program we're moving forward, what are, what are the city's priorities over both the near term um, as well as the longer term? Um, I'll just wait for you to present that piece then. If you say you have another slide on there? Oh, yeah, I just have just one more slide. Yes, so this is just the, the near-term schedule. I just wanted to very quickly um, note what's happening over the next um, few months, which is we have uh, a request for proposals for consultant services available on our website. If you just go to www.sfcta.org, it's right there on the front page. Uh, we hope to get a good response from the consultant community on that. Um, but that doesn't mean uh, we're not 
in the, in the meantime, the agencies are going to be working on some of the near-term tasks to kind of get this moving because we know that there is a, a need to get these tasks going. Um, we plan to award the contract um, in January. So at the full board, this will come through the Finance Committee because it is a contract, but it will, you'll see it at the full board. Um, and as I mentioned, we'll be doing the first stakeholder outreach is really anticipated in the spring of 2016, the first major outreach. Um, SFTP actually did a, a very small outreach um, last summer where we did target some community-based organizations to let them know that this was happening um, and that we were doing an update, but I think there will be a much more concentrated effort in the spring and a much larger effort. All right. Thank you very much for your presentation. Uh, just to build on Commissioner Yee's questions and comments, I think that uh, I, too, would like to see um, some of the updates a little bit more frequently than 20 years. Uh, I do understand that it, it is a uh, very intensive uh, process uh, in order to to actually update the general plan, but I do think 20 years is probably too long, uh, given a lot of the changes that we're seeing in the city. So um, in any case, I, I'm really glad that we are undergoing this process right now. Uh, I know this is just an information item at the moment. Um, so with that, I don't know if colleagues have any other questions I, or comments. I guess okay. when, Commissioner I, when I say update, I just mean not necessarily the plan itself, but in terms of the progress progress updates, you know, it's just like, what's going on, you know, it's, uh, uh, are there some issues that you're uh, facing that we should know about right now? Um, you know, when you um, do contracts with community-based groups, what are, what's, what, what are the outcomes or that are we expecting from that? Uh, I'm not real clear about it right now. Yeah. Thank you. That, that's a great comment. And I think that, you know, part of the reason that we're here is to get um, this this group very engaged and informed, and we do plan to use this vehicle to come back and really talk about citywide and countywide issues, and um, we can certainly talk further about what frequency would make sense um, for this project to, for you guys to hear updates on what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Tilly Chang? Hello, uh, Chair Tang and Commissioners. Just to build on Michael's response, and I really appreciate the, the interest and, and the desire for us to come back uh, more frequently and give you snapshots of what's happening. Planning and long-range planning sounds very arcane and high-level, but it really is a continuous process. Uh, we have a pattern of uh, doing our countywide plan every 10 years. We're moving to every four years to keep track with the, the Plan Bay Area regional process because our region is changing so fast. We are seeing so much growth, and we're seeing um, really complex issues, not just transportation, but all the different environmental and social issues that come with that growth. So what we will be bringing, for example, next week, or excuse me, next month, will be an update to our congestion management program, the CMP. So in between countywide plan updates, we have the opportunity every two years we're required to update the board and the public about what's happening with sort of congestion and accessibility in the city. Uh, so we'll be coming next month to give you a snapshot of how the uh, travel monitoring that we do is shaking out, what parts of the city are getting slower, what parts of the city are experiencing uh, different sorts of transportation challenges and or improvements. Um, and in that way, we hope to keep the board and the public engaged on a more continuous basis. On the, on the transportation element of the general plan, uh, that's really where you're going to see the high-level policies, uh, some big statements about how we want to invest in our city, like transit-first policy and uh, moving toward different performance measures. So I think that that's something that should be more durable. Uh, it's certainly, we hear the message that you'd like to see the city come back um, uh, more frequently than, than the current periodicity, but we will be doing that, as, as Michael said, and as Josh said, as part of this work. So it's a huge opportunity for us to collaborate uh, for multiple four or five city agencies, as well as our regional partners. We'll be taking this on and hopefully continuing to bring you updates on a regular basis. Thank you. Thank you very much. Any other questions or comments? Okay, seeing none, then let's open item five up to a public comment. 
All right, item five, seeing none, public comment is closed. That was an information item, so item six, please. Item six, introduction of new items. This is an information item. All right, seeing no introduction of new items, is there any public comment on item six? Seeing none, public comment on item six is closed. Item seven. Item seven, public comment. General public comment. Any members of the public who should speak general public comment? Okay, seeing none, public comment is closed. Item eight. Item eight, adjournment. Thank you. We are adjourned.